All right, hello, welcome to Adventures on Lollygagging, and friends, we are here playing Monster of the Week tonight. We are continuing, well, starting up, really, our, uh, our family splatters campaign. We did our session zero. We made our, our monster hunters. We learned about the wonder and glory that is Muriel Theodore, Grandma Muriel, who was cruelly murdered by a Dr. Crepiscal or something, and... Uh, left these children to uh to sort of follow in her footsteps as, as family of uh of of monster hunters with dear family friend basically family basically an extra cousin and tony to kind of come along as well oh my god we lost chuck chuck is back okay there he is he's i'm back. here yeah he's too busy my bad on a golfing weekend apparently yeah yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's going on uh thank you already to a bunch of people in chat who have been dropping some uh some bits for us yeah. it's very kind we are going to complications for you oh yeah hell yeah uh which uh i have been cashing in something fierce and wondering lately i nearly died a tpk on saturday and like the second it was really close and it was a relatively mild encounter that uh it didn't end up ugly. that way <laughs> yeah it was pretty good so anyhow uh, so this is our first full scenario session. Uh, so we're going to try, I'm going to try, this is a, this is, this is not gonna be easy for me cause I, uh, I'm terrible at pacing. Uh, but I'm going to try to make sure that each, each session is its own self-contained episode. Like that's kind of what I want it to be. Uh, so normally when you're building scenarios for most of the week, there's like, there's like a countdown. You don't, you don't plan everything out. You just kind of do a countdown of like six events. I've shortened that just as, see if it works for two hours so we'll see how it goes uh, but that's basically it uh so a couple other things before we get started this is i think we said late 80s early 90s we didn't really set a specific time and i don't really want to so let's just say late 80s early 90s let's not be too specific with it but that's basically where we're at so you're not going to see like avid use of you're not gonna use like cell phones or nothing uh but you will um you know you will get various references maybe to early 90s music and late 80s music but it's all kind of the same. Uh, and, and we are using a team playbook, which I have given everybody the home away from home, which is your, your basic move for now. But we are always on the road. Uh, that, is a, that is a team playbook that you all use. And remember that after the session, you guys will answer some questions, get some XP, et cetera, et cetera. Some of that can go towards developing your, uh, your team and getting more, more resources and allies and stuff like that. But that's that. All right. So let's go ahead and let's get started. We're not going to do like just flat intros. We'll do intros in, uh, in scene as, uh, you all recently, well, actually, let me ask you this. Where was, um, what was your last hunt? What did you, what was What did you kill or what did you take care of? What was your last hunt? Well, I don't know if I can speak for the entirety of the party, but, my personal last hunt is they there was a new set of new balance that was on sale at the local mall that was my last hunt i gotta tell you buddy that place it was packed for a saturday afternoon uh-huh uh, uh -huh. i <laughs> i kind of remember like corbin we went to hunt at a house we got this amulet. <laughs> it was cool. 
Okay. I'm really glad I asked that question. Now, <laughs> uh, what if the shoes were like the, uh, what, do, what do you call those treasure chests that eat things? Like they fake being one thing, but they're actually uh, dude, another. Dude, it's a mimic. What, what okay. if they were mimic sneakers that were eating people's feet in the mall? Okay. So you guys have just finished up uh, within the last few hours, uh, taking out a, a mimic uh, footlocker. That somehow had grown to immense size and nested within a West Texas mall, and uh, it was a you know it's a it's ni- the late 1980s, so the malls are are big and huge, and so it, it had gotten mm-hmm. through quite a few. So you guys have been you know you guys were were relaxing and all that kind of stuff, and like you know doing such wonderful work when you get a phone call, uh, but not like a phone call directly to anyone's service or stuff like that you just kind of check in maybe with a with a phone service you check in every now and then with a a random uh, a random answering machine you leave somewhere that you can check from time to time and you see that you have a message you have a message from an old friend it's more of an old friend of your grandmother's uh some might say an old lover uh probably an old lover a man by the name of Jesse Chavez uh he uh he's retired but he he took back up the mantle of hunting after the relatively recent death of Grandma Muriel. And he, you're not entirely sure when the message was, was left, but you know it was sometime within the past week because that was the last time you checked. And he mentioned something about having a lead on that murderous son of a bitch, Dr. Krepiskel, whatever the hell his name is. I'm going to change it every time. And apparently that he had some, he was some, some kind of lab, something or whatever. And this out of the way town off in New Mexico by the name of Mountain Willow. And he says, when you guys, when you guys can hustle your asses over to Mountain Willow. And it's kind of an out of the way place, but he leaves you directions to a diner called Ned's off of, uh, we'll say I-75, which back in the late eighties wasn't as robust as it is now. So we're going to say that you all have like this little scene of you guys coming out of the Foot Locker with brand new New Balance, whatever. You guys get in your, ve- you know, your vehicles, you're driving and speeding across West Texas over into New Mexico. And it's sometime very late at night uh, where we see the flickering neon sign of Ned's Diner. We see you all in your various vehicles, which you'll be able to describe in a moment. Uh, go inside take a booth and kind of wait around for for Jesse Chavez to come find you. So we're going to do this one by one. Um, Phil, a couple questions yeah. for you. You got uh, it, buddy. What, what vehicle uh, do we see Phil exit when he when he gets into the yeah. Ned's diner? And then what does he do? What does he order when he gets in the Ned's diner? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so... You know, I had to go something that got good mileage, plenty of leg room. Uh, So we're looking at a a very late 80s, early 90s Astro van. That nice maroon coloring, got a pair of fuzzy dice over the mirror. Okay. It's a fantastic little vehicle. All right. So you hop on out. What do we see when we see Phil hop out of the van and go into the diner? What, describe uh, you s- for us. Yeah, you see Phil, hop on out, new pair of New Balance shoes on, some nice jeans, 
polo shirt, maybe like uh, you know, powdered blue, something like that. Definitely tucked in, respectable. Okay. Uh, okay. Thick mustache. Head on mm-hmm. in. Get some coffee and some eggs and some bacon. Okay. Yeah. So it's middle of the night, but it's one of those types of diners where you can kind of go at any point. Order some coffee, sit down, etc. Next, we see popping out of a vehicle. We see Corbin Redding. So, Jeremy, tell mm. us what we see when Corbin Redding hops out of a vehicle. Tell us what vehicle he hops out of. And tell us what he does when he heads into the diner. Yeah, Corbin doesn't drive. Uh, Corbin called shotgun in Phil's vehicle, which he hates. But at least he's riding shotgun. Corbin is very tall and lanky and gaunt. He's got pale skin, long, dark hair, dressed completely in black, black boots, black leather pants that look like they're a size too small, black untucked shirt that's rolled up so you can see like the horned serpent tattoos on his arms. And he doesn't order any food. He just gets coffee and cigarettes. And it's 19... And so yeah, smoking nail polish is totally just, fine inside this restaurant. So you're just lighting it up. Ashtrays there. I love those like cigarette machines with like the oh, whole yeah. thing at the bottom. They're right mm-hmm. there when you walk in the door. You grab whatever whatever kind you want. Not only that, but you're, you you really kind of have the place to yourself. There's maybe like one or two, you know, long haul truckers that are up at the, the diner counter. And you got like one waitress who's coming and going. You can see there's a heavy set dude, greasy apron in the back doing the cooking uh there is there is it's not it's not a it's not a jukebox as much as it is it's just a radio sitting on the window between the kitchen and it's sort of that countertop area and it's just playing some kind of late night radio like nothing special and you hear it like you hear these long 45 minute clips of usually classic rock there's like a little fleetwood mac action going on right now and that's about it and it's kept at a modest level and no one really seems to be too upset about it uh, we turn back to uh, for a moment, and we see coming out next. We see old Antoni Bankowski. So, Burr, what vehicle does Antoni get out of? What does he look like, and what does he order when he goes into the diner? Well, he gets out of a cab, a really low price cab, sketchy at best. He's got uh, he's got a suit on that's uh, about twenty years out of date, but he's wearing a very fashionable hat. <laughs> Uh, he likes lots of tweed. He likes tweed and polyester. Okay. Uh, he tips the guy all in change. Okay. <clears throat> Looks around, straightens his tie, which he did himself. <laughs> Jeremy. Okay. Checks the address. Uh, but being the paranoid that he is, before he goes into the diner, he takes a walk around the block. Okay. Is there anything in and particular you're uh, you're looking for as you walk around the block? Just anything suspicious. Look where the oh, yeah. exits are. Look to see if anyone's watching the place. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and uh, I mean, let's go ahead and do a you know investigate a mystery or um, or read a bad situation. It's not really a bad situation, but go ahead and roll a sharp. I'll do uh, investigate a mystery here. Yeah. Let us know how you do. All right. So I rolled uh, a five. Okay, uh, that is that is a miss. Uh, that is a miss. So basically, you look around. You um, you notice that there's a couple of these. You know, there's there's a pair of 
these pair of these uh, these semi haulers kind of uh, off to the side a bit. Uh, you are on a like a relatively um, a relatively dead strip right off the highway. Uh, it very much looks like it just caters to truckers and and any and, and folks like yourselves. Uh, you do see that there's maybe two other two other uh, uh, establishments anywhere close, and one of them's a gas station. Uh, so, so this is really so it's kind of like a, a dead little area just off the highway here. You see a couple folks milling about. One person kind of gets in a vehicle and leaves. Another person goes into the diner. Uh, but no one really pays you too many, too much mind. And there's really nothing that kind of catches your attention. Any bums? That. Anybody panhandling? Oh yeah, of course. There's, I would say not so much panhandling, but you can definitely see there's, there's someone who's posted up in the, uh, in the back alley behind the, behind the diner. And they're like, kind of just. All right. So it's Anton. He dropped the eye to be more American. Okay. Go over. If the guy's got a little hat out or a little uh, please help sign, he'll uh, he'll take his roll of dollars because Anton believes in coins. Dollars are, are unreal. They're not a real currency. It, it's all mm -hmm. coins. He takes a couple of uh, dollar coins, puts it in the uh, cupper hat, tips his hat and says, it's, it's always good to, to give to the more unfortunate because uh, you never know when you're going to be that unfortunate. Guy opens up his eyes. He's got really big big eyes oh i get right down it. to his level and just look right into his eyes as i drop those dollars into leans back thank you thank you kindly you're welcome you're not one of them are you you don't smell which like of them are we talking about are you talking about the reptile thems or are you talking about the gray thems and he's like any he, as he's, he's as he's going to point at the sky and you mention what he says He's like, so you know, and he kind of tips a cap as if like he's meeting a no, a, a, a somebody else who knows. Like, so you know, they're in charge out here. The scaly ones. Be careful. Thanks for the tip. I'll drop another dollar. In. Okay. We'll you cut back. Diner. Okay, and we'll cut back. We'll see. Getting out of the vehicles, we got Donna, Melissa. What does Donna look like? What vehicle does he get out of? And what does she do when she first arrives? What does she order? That kind of thing. So Donna drives uh, her pickup truck. And so this is an 80s pickup truck that has like sure. the camper cap on the mm -hmm. back. Um, and so when she gets out, uh, assuming that she's kind of the last one out of her vehicle, this is, you know, just in the days of physical keys, you don't have a clicker kind of a thing. And so she is definitely going around the truck and making sure that the driver door is locked and the passenger door is locked and the cap is locked, kind of double checking all of the, the, the car um, locks. Looking at her, uh, she's a little bit kind of tall, average, dark hair and a ponytail. And she looks like someone who is going hiking or camping or, or hunting for the first time. And she went to like Cabela's and ROI REI and like decked herself out like head to toe in stuff that seems um, I'm going to go on a fight appropriate. So boots and hat and GPS watch and the whole nine yard. She looks a little overdone okay. in trying to be tough. So what is, so when she hops into the, or she walks into the diner, You've got Phil, who is eating some eggs, drinking some coffee. Corbin's already lit up, 
drinking some coffee as well. Anton's doing his thing. Always has to come in his own cab. Always has to go and circle around the damn diner every single time. But he'll he'll join mm-hmm. in a moment. You know that. So what does Donna do? So Donna comes in and uh, she is going to order some coffee and she's looking for some kind of a, like a patty melt kind of a <laughs> yeah, sure food. They, it's a diner. They have that. Absolutely. Not an issue. Seems you appropriate. Hear it, old, uh, the older waitress woman is like, I'll take care. Thank you, sweetheart. And she's like, I'm fine. Patty melt. And he's like, what? Can't hear you. He's like, patty melt. What? Patty Patty mail. Okay, I got you. And they just kind of scream back and forth with one another over top of the Fleetwood Mac. Okay. And if I could uh, trouble you for a a strawberry milkshake with that, please. Thank you. She looks at you suddenly getting all serious. Why'd you say strawberry? Uh, Well, because usually in an establishment like this, you'd actually like drop some fresh strawberries in and it just makes... The milkshake when you get little chunks of strawberry in it. What do you mean an establishment like this? I mean, diners. It's where you get the best milkshakes. You can go through a drive-thru and it's going to be fine, but half the time the shake machine is not is down anyway. So diners, it's where you get fantastic milkshakes. Darling, your whole look and what's coming out of your mouth doesn't seem to align with it, but I'll get you your dang milkshake. And she looks disgusted and walks away. And that is very much Donna because she definitely had more of a like kind of white collar job before becoming okay. uh, the uh, wronged individual. And so, yes, yes, that discrepancy is very much what uh, I was going for. And then finally, we see Caleb Redding uh, last to get out, last to come in. Adam. What does Caleb look like? Where does he come out from? What does he do once he arrives at the diner? So Caleb turns over and like tries to get out of, of the vehicle and can't. And then uh, starts pounding on the window of the truck that Donna locked up. And <laughs> like kind of sits there for a moment. <laughs> and then unlocks it <laughs> and uh, gets gets out and closes the door without locking it <laughs> just kind of he's wearing black mm-hmm. uh, and he's got some like blue hair in weird spots and he looks like he's confused he doesn't know whether he's like a mod or a punk or a goth it mm-hmm. looks like he just saw what was on MTV and kind of mixed, matched all of that. Doesn't doesn't really, not that great at, at seeing different, you know, groups. And so he just kind of, you know, maybe a little taken after his older brother too with wearing the black and stuff. He thinks that's cool and um, just kind of wanders over and like just, opens the door to the diner by putting his weight into it mm-hmm. and uh, stumbles in and uh, walks over to the table where everybody, everybody's at and uh, uh, is coffee. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's like pretty much it. He's there to okay. get his coffee. So the waitress comes over, fills up your coffees again, places maybe sets a pot there since there's so many of you. Uh, she kind of looks down. Is there anything else I can get you? And she slides Donna's milkshake over with fresh strawberries in it, kind of giving oh. you a look as she does so. Hash anything Roger. else? Toast, What's that? Spam, uh, and two eggs. Toast, spam, two eggs. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. You write your Hash down. browns. Hash browns. Okay, yeah. I can do that. No problem. Hash browns, sure, sure, sure. You want any like eggs or anything with it? Just a hash brown. Oh yeah, yeah. No eggs too. We got some like bacon or some sausage. Or... Uh bacon. Yeah, sausage. Get That's all bacon. good. All of it. You want both bacon and sausage? Is that right, sweetie? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Bacon and sausage, hash browns and eggs. Okay. All right, I can take care of that for you. You still gonna just drink coffee and smoke your cigarettes there, young man? Yes. You want to eat anything? I'd love to hear something else on the jukebox. Corbin, you want some of my bacon? Just give me some bacon and then put it on his plate. (laughs) He acts like he's not hungry. Go and get him some pancakes. He'll appreciate it later. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I want to just shove all the wheat in my face. That's exactly what I need. Great. Thanks, Phil. You know, Mm -hmm. you really should stay to the canned meat. The can meat's irradiated so that the brain parasites that the government mind control you with don't get into your body. Wow. Can meat. Donna's just going to look at the waitress. Sure. I think I think we're good with the order. Thank thank you. She's writing everything <laughs> down. She seems not even even remotely nonplussed by anything Anton's saying and all. She's just kind of nodding okay. along. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> and then Corbin, you say, I'd like to hear something else in the jukebox. She kind of looks down at you, has that similar dirty look that that Donna was getting. And then just like that, the radio changes and you hear just like a news, a news jockey kind of comes on and you just hear this report and just like still no leads on the on the dead body found along I-75 drained of all of its blood. Uh, no ID and no identification either. Uh, we've got uh, we've got the, the sheriff's department is certainly looking for uh, any kind of leads that they can possibly get if you have any information. And then it kind of like rattles off basic like tip number, like an 800 tip number, that kind of thing. And then you just hear like, this is the third uh, third disappearance in about a week now. And so everyone says, stay off the roads, be careful at night and make sure you travel in packs. All right. Now we're going to get back to a new oldie. And it's like, you know, a song from the 70s, whatever. Okay, so, and so she like kind of starts walking. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. You just blue oyster cult comes on for a little while, Uh, and uh, she waddles away. Huh? Caesar's for the reaper. Well, I got to tell you that news report that was disturbing, there, friends. Do you have any idea of how hard it is to get a replacement driver's license if you've lost yours? Yeah. I well, I don't what, have a license. How? How? You know how they track you with those licenses. The, does that? Please tell me that connects somehow to what we're talking about here. She sort of looks impatiently at her brother. Please tell me that connects to the news that we just heard. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Uh, but Corbin was just about to tell us about that, so I'd really hate to interrupt him. 
Why are you putting words in my mouth? Um. First so what were you saying there, buddy? My face. Yeah. You listen. You need a little meat on your bones. You're looking a little thin. Your mom wouldn't be thrilled if I let you just head out on the road and waste away like Caleb over here. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid the easy path here, Mister Porkins, and uh, just gonna move on. Ow. Yeah, we, we're all on the road. This is not the best. Um, we're not making salads at home anymore. This is not what we do. But there's uh, three disappearances and a body on I-75, drained of blood. Is this assuming why we're here? The inbound's pulled out a notepad. Starting to take down. Pour okay. everybody some coffee. I'm going to take out my tape recorder and start recording the song that's on the should we box. Should we start okay. with old business first? Uh, I think we can uh, put paid to the uh, the uh, the man-eating shoes. We all agreed that that's, that was a good case. Mm-hmm. We can stamp that when it's solved. Yes. Yeah. Very much solved. I got new yeah. shoes. <laughs> yes, Okay, Jay. so new business. All right. So, the waitress comes back after a few minutes. She's got all your those of you ordered. She's going to put some stuff down. It's like, okay, all this on one check. Yes, that's fine. Yes. Okay. All right. Who's uh, who, who? Who's going to go ahead and be paying for that? I, I got it. just I got looks it. at Corbin. So she like writes it off, and then <laughs> da, 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 and she's just, but you just take your time. No rush at all. Whenever you're ready, I can take you up at the counter there and just slides this over the Donna. Uh, while, while while we have you here, I've just heard that on the radio about there's some disappearances. Oh, yeah, that's true. There have been. There's, a, there's always been disappearances in these parts, to be honest, but never really in such kind of close and steady frequency as we've had. Like, Are they, do you know anything? Do you, do you know any of the people that went missing? Oh, no, I, I I don't necessarily know everybody. See, it's on a stretch of road that kind of heads up into the mountains a ways. He said I-75. That's not entirely true. Kind of heads up, up towards Mountain Willow. And that's, you know, kind of up by the observatory and whatnot. And all sorts of strange things go on there. But you stay down here, darling. You'll be just fine. You don't want to go up that route. That route, kind of, it's where all the abductions and such take place, you know? Uh, uh, abductions? Oh, yeah, yeah. The folk come down from the sky with the big old eyes and the scaly scaly skin. They just kind of uh, take people up, and that's that. They usually don't leave them with, you know, no blood or nothing, so that's kind of a new new thing, but, you know, it happens. Hmm. Well, I mean, that does spin a brand new yarn on this tail, I think. But I got to, the whole, like, no blood thing, is that why you were so upset about the the strawberry milkshake? Did they no. take your strawberries too? No, I just didn't really want to go cutting strawberries. That's all. It's like eleven o'clock at night. Um, that's fair. I can so, respect that. So, two questions. Uh, it's eleven p.m. Um, yes, it is. What's darling. your pie of the day? Oh, and cherry. how do you feel about vampires? How do I feel about them? Va- well, first of all, cherry. Uh, and it's delicious. And how do I feel about vampires? Vampires don't exist. Don't be silly. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, man. Is your soft serve machine working? 
course our soft serve machine is working. Just want to make sure. Kind of place I think, think some, this is. Listen, I just wanted to ask, because some cherry pie and some ice cream, that sounds really good. But I just gave you the check and everything. I asked if you wanted anything, and no one well, said anything else, and so I wrote the check out. So now I got to write out a whole other check. No, fine. I'll go get you your damn cherry pie with your special little soft serve ice cream. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> she wanders off, kind of just cursed under her breath and everything. Oh, but she's oh, miss. Yes, miss. sir. You never answered Anton's question. How do vampires correlate with your cherry pie? What? He, I answered I think his question. That's questions. what he asked. No, he asked me. Oh, did he? he asked I'm sorry. Me, I started thinking about cherry pie today, with ice cream. Which I asked, and then I answered, and then he said, How do I feel about vampires? Which I also answered. I actually go through my notebook and I read off exactly what I said. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> I started thinking about cherry pie and ice cream and just spaced. It's understandable. So she walks off again. And she starts getting your damn cherry pie ice cream, etc. Well, I'm going to have to leave a very large tip here. <laughs> oh, I've got it. Pull out a, a roll of uh, half dollars, ten dollars. <laughs> 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 Well, so we're not coming back to Ned's. We were told to come here up the mountain. Yeah. Looks like we figured out why. Okay, I'm going to yeah. go take care of some business. Need help, don't buddy? strain too hard. I won't. God, don't make it weird. Just, Just listen. Go stare in the toilet for a second. Leave me alone. God. So, Jeff, is this kind of like a local diner or like one of these diners off the interstate? It's a diner off an interstate, for sure. Yeah, it's okay. definitely transient. Sometimes they've got like want or like boards up for local people to post stuff. I'm going to go see if, if they've got one and just kind of scan it, see if there's anything interesting. Yeah, I like don't think Lots of lost to... pets, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Um, sure. I don't think you need to do a role for this because you're not really under pressure or anything here. So, but you do see it's there are a handful of of sort of missing like it's exactly what you're thinking. Like there's a handful of missing. Uh, uh, it's mostly missing people. There's an occasional missing pet here or there. You don't think there's like an extremely close neighborhood, but you, there are some missing folks, some runaways, some last seen in the area types. Uh, there's definitely a handful of those. Okay. Yeah. Just I pull out my micro cassette recorder and just like um, on uh, two weeks ago missing on <laughs> just you know and just read it yeah. all off into my recorder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what. Actually, why don't you roll an investigative mystery? Uh, because you might be able to get a hold. You might be able to get um, some extra stuff too. So yeah, give it a roll. Ooh. Okay. Eight. All right, so Ooh, hold one. one. Yeah. Okay, so you can hold one, and also uh, you do notice that there, um, basically everybody who who has kind of gone missing that you can tell. Like, there's definitely references to people who have gone missing, but none of them seem to be locals. They all seem to be people kind of passing by or passing through. 
Uh, so that's definitely something you've noticed. Um, and you do see that like most of the time it's, it's like traveling alone, traveling alone, traveling alone. You haven't really seen like it's, everyone's kind of like a, a lone traveler in some way. Uh, okay. and there's no, I would say there's no specific like age range. It's not just like all kids, not like all, it's not just all women. It's just, it's kind of a, an array just, just, just seems like lone travelers. Okay. Uh, let's, let's kick over to Corbin. Corbin, you were going into the bathroom. Yes. Uh, this isn't weird at all. No, Corbin no. takes a couple <laughs> of like those little mini red candles that he has tucked away in pockets that it doesn't make sense that he could fit anything in these pockets, but he'll take them out and he'll light, use his lighter to kind of melt the wax a little bit and make weird little sigils all around the toilet seat. <laughs> make these the magic marks staring down to the water to start his uh, divination ritual. At which point he'll start playing the the blue oyster cult, but he'll play the music backwards because we all know you can yeah. get strange magical messages when you play the music backwards. Mm -hmm. And he'll kind of hum and sing along to it backwards as well, and his eyes will kind of roll back into his head as he flushes the toilet and stares into the swirling water, now surrounded by the sigils with the chanting backwards. And he'll just focus on them, talking yeah. about like these strange people that grab people, the bloodless bodies, the mountains, and just see what he can see in this toilet bowl divination go i think you uh it's weird for you right so go ahead and roll that yes. weird test okay as you all by yourself in here surprisingly yeah. clean bathroom the good news is because this is a rote it's it's a fairly controlled yeah did it go so is this like a use magic move yeah yeah, it's specifically though for it's specific. So the nice thing about the, the hex is slowly they can accumulate certain roads that they're so familiar with that you can control what the fallout is if you fail. So like for me, the fallout on this one is it's pretty safe. About the worst things that happens to me is I just I don't get anything. Mm. It fizzles. You know, if I tried to do full on scrying or something crazy like that, it would be a different story. Cool. So you're sitting there, you've, you're, you're using the toilet water, you're using the, <laughs> and all of a sudden, most of the, the playing of the background of Blue Oyster Cult is just, is just garbage and noise and it sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you hear the familiar voice of Jesse Chavez suddenly come through. And this very mechanical kind of deadened, it's not like it doesn't have his, the vibrancy, but you can definitely tell it's his voice. And... It describes, um, he's like, it, it, he basically says, hey, boys, Corbin, if you're hearing this, Dr. C had some sort of laboratory up in Mountain Willow. He may have been doing experiments on aliens or some such. The people there are kinda weird. They believe in all of it. Hope to see you soon, buddy. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, that was weird. And then he'll just come walking out as somebody else is going. He's like, don't go in there. It's, <laughs> it's a big woo. dude, flannel shirt. And he's just like, 
Boy, I smell worse. Don't worry. Closes his mouth and he plunges in. <laughs> I'll just walk away as fast as possible before I hear any response for like all the melted wax and nonsense drizzled <laughs> all around there. Like, what kind of strange drugs are you into, boys? The door closes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so of course Dr. C's in the mountains and there's a bunch of locals that are buying what he's selling and he's experimenting on aliens and so, you know, the locals will be in on it. We could probably play off of that, I guess, or something. So we're driving up 75 tonight? I mean, if we don't, somebody else is probably going to get murdered, which is like not boring, but also bad yes that's what we're here to try to stop yeah right i don't want to be bored yeah that's a oh okay (laughs) let's go guys donna does that really annoying thing at the bottom of the the milkshake thing where she's just like you know kind of sucking it all up through the straw (laughs) just like making a ton Mm -hmm. of noise okay so Uh, i'll wait just until anton Oh, I was going to say, I'm just, Antown left the roll of uh, half dollars or whatever. I'm going to leave an actual $10 bill underneath of it, too. Just to... <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Can we, can we get a box? <laughs> just to make you do one more trip. For, for my your, ranch. <laughs> for your cigarettes and your coffee. You want a box. My brother didn't finish all his food. He had pancakes, what, too. What do you mean? I'm sorry that my brother's joy is the withering flower of your heart, but could you please do your job? Oh, that was I deep. Food. Wow. Oh. I am touched. Oh. Did you eat all so your food, Edgar Caleb? Allen Poe. Caleb totally ate all of it. Okay. Um, but, but he and he Tom catches, is now making he, he catches on to what Corbin's doing a little too late. Okay. <laughs> and that's now making the notation. Do not ever order food from diner. Again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys all hop back into your vehicles. Uh, I think there's, I've heard there's a van and there's a truck. I think that's what we've got, right? Yeah. So we want to carpool everyone. Yeah. We can all fit in the Astro van. And but you, uh, Phil, we've, we've been over this. Everything yeah. that we need, and she aggressively winks, is in the back of the truck. And oh. while she while she's talking to Phil, like Caleb just goes and gets in the truck from the door that he left unlocked. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, Corbin and Anton, you'll ride with me, and we'll yeah, follow oh, yeah. exactly. Donna up in the truck. So, you guys haul on out of the of Ned's diner. You you look for a sign or two that kind of starts heading you towards that mountain willow place, and you are literally going into darkness like it's just like you're heading northward into who the hell knows what it's so far it's like nowhere close to the to the highway you see some vague mountain mountainous shapes in the distance and you just start venturing off at in that direction as you like drive away anton you see like just just out of the corner of your eye as you're driving there's like there's the fella from the behind the diner just kind of watching and just kind of holds up a hand as you do as you drive away just like kind of waving goodbye as he watches you. Yeah, as he watches like you, you two, your two vehicles kind of start driving out into uh, into the darkness. Now it's extremely dark. You start losing all sense of kind of direction at a certain point. The 
the radio kind of kicks in and kicks out every now and then. Sometimes it's sometimes it's playing like modern, you know, modern rock. Sometimes it kicks into old timey 1950s doo wop every now and then. Suddenly there's like some random AM radio jock and it just kind of spins around here and there. It never quite seems to fit. In addition to that, like there's no streetlights at all. You don't see turnoffs. And if you do, they're usually dirt roads. They're never paved. Like even the road you're on isn't in particularly well, in particularly good condition. You can see that there's an occasional, uh, there's an occasional sign, a highway sign here and there. Sometimes it's Mountain Willow. Sometimes it's somewhere else. Sometimes it's Roswell. Sometimes it's who knows what else. But it never really like. So there are times maybe you're just tired because it's super late at night. But you look up and you're like, wait, did that number go up or did that go down? At a certain point, um, who who's driving? I think it's Donna and Phil. Just the Theodores are doing yeah, the yep. driving. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and say both of you roll and act under pressure as you're. There's no yeah. there's no lights. You're just kind of following one after the other, uh, and both of you give that give that a roll. You guys rolled the same Double thing. Tense. Look at the family. Wow. Sibling wow. <laughs> who's, who's the he, who's the head of the caravan here? I would say Donna probably. Okay. Donna, you you've been driving for at least an hour from the diner, you think, and you haven't seen another car. There has not been a single other car on the road with you coming with you or coming back from the direction you're driving. Nothing at all. No there's no 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 lights in the sky. It's just kind of this vague overcast night. And as you're just sort of drifting off and the radio is being a pain in the ass, you suddenly see a, giant lumps the shadows like in the middle of the road and you start screeching steering around and suddenly you go off road phil you see donna in the truck kind of an off road as well and you manage at the last second to see the same thing that she saw a series of these big lumps in the ground and he's kind of sweet and you kind of swing it over and both of you with your tens are able to to keep your keep your vehicles from like rolling over keep any harm from happening and you notice that it was bodies in the ground, bodies in the middle of the road. As everybody now, you take your deep breaths, you bumped up for a bit, you've, you've, you're probably a good 15 to 20 yards off the road as it take, took a second to kind of slow down. And that's where you guys are at. What do you want to do? Donna definitely did the thing where like when she's like slamming on the brakes and swerving, her like arm goes out of like oh, yeah, the... Caleb back. Oh in yeah. The seat. Like because Caleb just like mm. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this truck has like has like uh no overstrap, just a waist seatbelt. Oh yeah. Very, very possibly. And so then once we're situated, um, Donna definitely like had high beams on unless there was like a car coming in the opposite direction. So she's going to sort of move the pickup so that the high beams are pointed at the lumps in the road. Okay. And you can see as you maneuver, the lumps haven't moved. And as you're looking, it looks like there are three human bodies in the middle of the road. They haven't moved. You didn't hit them. Neither did Phil, but they're still laying there in the middle of the road. Uh, well, on seeing that, I will engage the parking brake, unbuckle my three-point seatbelt, because the Astro Van is all about safety. The research and I will, does. I will hop out 
Anton just tops out. He doesn't use a safety belt because that's that's government propaganda. It's government propaganda. <laughs> They're just trying to hold you down. <laughs> yeah, I'll hop out. There's three people in the middle of the road that need help here. So I am going to hustle on over thanks okay. to Donna's high beams. And so it's very clearly bodies in the road, right? Very clearly bodies in the road. So they know what that means, Caleb. Like Caleb scrambles out of the out of the <laughs> truck and like starts running towards them. You just did not have enough meat from the diner. You've been yeah, driving for I an hour. Not. And there's something to eat here. And so mm-hmm. you all watch as Phil and <laughs> Anton hop out of the, the Astro van, but then before you know, Donna has oh, the oh, <laughs> Caleb outpaces everybody and starts scrambling in the direction. And basically hops on one of these bodies. What else are you doing? Well, that's right. Right. Staying alive. That's the, the rhythm you need to. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's. That's cheek meat right there. Anna <laughs> <laughs> would like to roll a protect someone. Um, I mean. Which is. So- Kind so of to, to prevent harm to another character, but trying to like prevent harm to this body. Okay. From Caleb. <laughs> sure, that's fine. If you want, okay. So describe what you're doing. So 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 describe what you're doing, and then we'll we'll roll, we'll decide if it makes sense. Go ahead. So I'm trying to, um, let's see. I'm kind of looking at what can happen here. Um, basically, no, just, just, that I'm trying to pull him off of the body. Okay, yeah, just running up, and you're just trying to pull Caleb off. No problem. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and twelve. You and the there's just a, a, a reserve of strength within Donna, the, <laughs> possibly the toughest. Is you just yank Caleb off the body, Caleb. You have a tiny little piece of dried cheek meat in your mouth uh, hey. as you're pulled away. Donna, you can see on the ground where you have now removed him. There is a body of what you presume to be a dead person. They look exsanguinated. Uh, and they are now missing a chunk of flesh from their cheek. Their teeth are showing. Uh, you can see a chunk of their, you know, part of their bone of uh, underneath their uh, underneath their eye is showing. Uh, but they do not appear to be moving. Their eyes are just kind of like wide open and 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 sort of discolored and just looking up at the sky uh, as Caleb is chewing. Dude, we're gonna let that go to waste. Corbin, get. Yeah, Pull I've got on. it. Okay, I've got it. Just one second. And Corbin goes over, takes that, what do you call it, an atame, an atame? I'm trying to think how you say it correctly. The little mm-hmm. ritual knife. Okay. <laughs> ritual knife. And I just start cutting off a chunk for Corbin, <laughs> for, for Caleb. <laughs> just, okay. I, okay, fine, I understand. You don't want to watch it. I, I get it. And I just start cutting off a piece for my brother. Yeah. Very yeah, dry. Dude. Very wrinkly. A little dirty uh, as it's on the ground. You can definitely tell it's, it's, not, it's not in the best of condition. Um, oh, dude, five-day rule. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I like this, this a protect a... someone role should make them if you're protecting a bystander, they also become your ally. So were this person alive, they would like me a lot. Sure. But they're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll make sure to basically I'll I'll take I'll go the opposite uh cheek meat route. I'll just cut off some some rump roast and that way I can roll it over so it's easy to like not have everybody else have to see it from roasted cheek meat okay sure I think it's going to be difficult to cut anything 
that I mean, like you, you're cutting off meat to hand over to Caleb. Like I think, yeah, I'm just, I'm just okay. Cutting off chunks. Okay. All right. All right. So three bodies in the ground. One of them has some uh, chunks missing from it, but the otherwise they're on the ground. No light in any direction. You've been on the road for an hour. You see nothing. Uh, dude, you're so good to be a big bro. <laughs> oh yeah. That That's... is absolutely not how you do mouth to mouth. Totally missed. Like way off. Like missed by like six so... <laughs> Mouth to mouth. Supposed to not mouth, teeth to with mouth to mouth. Dude, I, totally... I would really what? hate to see what? whoever your first kiss is gonna go to. Ah, 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 staying alive. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's my that's my fault, everyone. This is I did that. Uh, anyway, hand, taking a look at this. Yes, I would very much like to give you a hand taking a look at this. Okay, get a bigger check. Okay, okay so, so it sounds so. Phil, how are you helping Donna uh, in this? Because it sounds it sounds like you're using help out. So how how are you helping Donna investigate so, this uh, these bodies? Uh, I was just gonna let kind of Donna lead, like whatever she needs to investigate on the bodies. I'm just gonna move the bodies sure. or try and like you know yeah. maybe grab a flashlight and provide light in the appropriate spots. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll I'll help probably out then. yeah yeah, yeah it's probably cool... in the process. Yeah, I might call out to Anton. Oh, I fail. Okay. I do not help. Okay. I'm too no busy worries. trying to call out to Anton. You should look for footprints. You, vampires don't have reflections, but they do have footprints, I think. So, and, Jeff, yeah. I'd like to use my yeah. move, Occult Confidential. Okay. The first time in each mystery that you observe a monster, minion, or phenomenon in action, you may ask one question. So would this fit that? Not, I don't know that it's an action. It's it's a scene. I don't... This is a, You said a cult confidential. It's got to be monster, yeah. minion, or so phenomenon. So a monster, minion, or phenomenon. Um, I wouldn't... Let's I just wouldn't, say no because there's nothing would say odd. No. They're just yeah. dead bodies. Yeah, they're just dead bodies. Okay. Yeah, I would say no so, for now. I will just look for tracks then. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like, yeah, that's just investigate a mystery. Go ahead and give that a roll. Um, and Donna... And I'm investigating the bodies. You're looking at the bodies. It's the same deal. Investigate a mystery as you're kind of going through, looking at, Ooh. looking for wounds, looking for belongings, that kind of stuff. So I have a hold. Can I use it here to do where did it go? Yeah, hold is... Um, I'll say you can still use it because the hold, I think, is for the whole scene. Um but oh, we'll carry it's just it over for the to, scene you're in. I okay. think so, but we'll carry it over because this this is pretty close. You can you can do it for here. That's fine. I think it's a hold because there's plus one forward, which is the next roll. I think hold is for like you keep using it. It's on, okay. Or is that ongoing? I get I get confused. Uh, a hold is basically you you cash it in for one of the choices that's connected to it. Yeah, uh, we'll say you can cash okay. it in here. It's fine. Uh, okay, so uh, where did it go? So. <laughs> Uh, well, that was Donna's role, I think, right? Donna got the 10? Or am I missing, misreading on this no, screen? No, I'm, I'm cashing in my hold, is what I was saying. Yeah, I don't uh, think Donna's uh, rolled yet. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I rolled. Oh. Look at me. Yeah, I've, I've got the 10. Okay. Nice. Uh, all right, so let's start with Donna. Donna, you can answer uh, You can answer one of the... You can ask me one of those those questions. 
that's the list of you. Like what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What, what, what can it do? That kind of stuff. You can see the list there. Where did it go? Yeah. What was it going to do, et cetera. So, yeah, I definitely want to do what happened here. Okay. Uh, well, you notice they are most certainly not the victims of a hit and run. They have no signs of being hit by anything. They don't even really have any signs of, of, of like broken bones. They have some claw marks here and there, uh, like some scrapes and things that look pretty serious, but you don't see anything that would be consistent with a car accident. What you do notice, however, is that they all have all been completely and utterly exsanguinated. And you notice that each of them has somewhere on their body. Uh, sometimes it looks mostly like the neck. Uh, they have, they have puncture, they have puncture wounds. Uh, the interesting thing though, I would say, and this is, we'll, we'll give you a little bit extra cause you rolled that 10 plus, um, is that the, the wounds themselves, it's not like two little vamp vampiric fangs. It's, in fact, it's like, there's actually three in like a triangle shape, uh, in the, in the neck. Uh, okay. I was going to blame this on Dr. C and the vampire stuff, but I don't know a vampire that's got looking like triangle teeth here. Dude, this meat's surprisingly tough. Because it's got no blood in it. It's jerky there, buddy. It's jerky. Oh, all right. The things we're okay with, Donna, this is... Yeah, I ain't never heard of no vampire with three teeth. What about you, Anton? Not to my recollection, no. I've heard of vampires with one teeth, but you can always tell when they're around from the banjo. This might be more of an implement that's being used to pull out the blood, maybe? That would follow up with Dr. C pretty well. I mean, so this would be interesting. There were three disappearances and then all three of them just happened to be dropped here on the same day another dead body was found. Uh, are there I any mean, prints? That was what I was going to ask, but also knowing how far back they were left, if they're dried out, I mean, you never know how long a bag of jerky has been sitting in the can- uh, pantry. Wait a minute. Hang on. Can I tell? <laughs> You're trying to figure out how long they've been here. Uh, yeah, by yeah, by, by tasting. Yes, yeah, he's I mean, an expert on that. Amazing. You can say um, no to this. It's fine. <laughs> I love Hell it. No, uh, absolutely. Um, do um, do like uh, yeah. I mean, do investigate a mystery. It's it's kind of it sounds like. Okay, plus sharp. Fine. Uh, they are youth. Despite the dryness of it, they are not old. These are these are relatively fresh. These are not several days old. These are not a week old. These are maybe hours old. <laughs> uh, still within the five day rule. Uh, they might even be within the five hour rule. I would have mm. not guessed that. Well, I mean, if there's tracks, hopefully they're fresh. I yeah, I mean, start... we could we could follow them. Well, let's see if we can find them first. Okay, uh, and I start looking around. Okay. Uh, so, is any so what 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 are you 
been up to you, Corbin? You've been quiet for a bit. What, what do you, what do you, uh, I mean, initially he was chopping a bunch of food and whatnot for, for his brother. I'm trying to think, because Corbin's not really an investigator. Um, I'm not quite sure. He's just looking around like, he's, he was honestly looking at the three prong things, and it's his mind, he's thinking of that as like a power outlet. It's like there's probably like some dude like hooking up tubes to this or something, like sucking out their blood for like energy or something, or like uh oh man. I guess um I'm trying to think do these none of them look like they have any like they don't look like bodies that were dropped at a high rate of speed. They don't like if somebody dropped a body out of a car. No, it doesn't okay. look anything like that. It looks like, like from what you can tell, that it looks like they were probably running and kind of got pinned to the ground or something like that. Uh, okay. You don't, again, you don't see anything that suggests like they've been crushed in any way. Like they, they have like slash marks and 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 some wounds, none of which are are bleeding because the blood has kind of been sucked okay. away. So, I have a really bad idea. I mean that's consistent well, with everything. One of the done. effects that can be done with I'm looking at my thing for the used magic sheet here. One right, okay. one of them is summon a monster into the world. We, and we already have one zombie summon. Maybe I could do like a lesser summoning. What if can I try and use magic to get one of these things to get up and walk back? Like try and command it to walk back where it came from. Hey, what do you mean? No, this is like a bump. Oh, okay. I don't. I, I guess. <laughs> oh. What do you use? I get that. This is use magic. That. What are you doing? Well, so under use magic, one of the effects is summon a monster into the world. So I was wondering if we could twist that into me being like I temporarily weakened at Bernie's one of these things up and try and have it walk back <laughs> where it came from. Um, sure. I don't know. No, 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 no. Corbin, Corbin is not a well practiced magician. He's like some dude that just picked up powers. He I will doesn't say really this. understand. Caleb comes back and he is a living creature. And I'm going to say that ritual was probably intense and difficult yeah. and all, etc. Like, because we're probably establishing a precedent here. And so we'll say the precedent is, is like you can re raise them, but only for like five minutes and then they fall again. Yeah. So does that sound? Or, or, or better yet. What if we like to try and put some limitations on it? Yeah. What if like I, I've been cutting pieces, right? Mm -hmm. All right. I, what if I like cut off a finger and like uh, we take like we probably have like either a Snapple bottle in Phil's car, right? Phil totally is a Snapple drinker, right? Yeah, I like the little bits of wisdom yeah. that it gives. He does yeah. look like it. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna drop the yeah. severed finger into the Snapple's thing, and what I want to do is I want to cast a spell on the finger to have the finger point where it came from, make okay. like a magic compass. Okay. Um, yeah, we can do that hey, if you make the cool. roll. So go ahead okay. and roll. So I, I love this description. So go ahead and give us your use magic roll for that. Okay. Hey, can I have Shoot. that when you're done with it? <laughs> no. I, All right. Yes. That's a nine. Um, All right. So nine is good. It works imperfectly. So you have to choose an effect and a glitch. I decide the glitch. You decide yeah. the effect. And we, you've already essentially said the effect, which is that you want yeah. to point in the direction it came from. Uh, so, Okay. And I think I've already kind of leaned out to what mine probably would be, which is it's going to be a short-term duration, yeah. so it's not going to last that long. Okay, I think we're on the same board. So yeah, you cut this off while a couple people are looking around the scene. You cut you cut off one of the fingers, you drop it in a Snapple <laughs> bottle, 
like half finished. I didn't even let you finish your first fill. <laughs> and you, you kind of, as you ask it a question, you see it just point vaguely in the direction of the where the where you guys have been traveling on the on the mm-hmm. road, like 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 in the direction you're going, slightly off, like kind of kind of slightly off a bit. And I'll say that as you kind of look in the direction that is pointing, and you kind of squint your eyes a bit, you can see in the distance uh, to the north, just a ways. It does look like now that your eyes are starting to adjust to the darkness a bit, it does look like there might be some some vague lights, like 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 maybe a, a random sort of desert town or something like that, or a handful of buildings, that kind of stuff. And it does seem to be kind of pointing over in that direction. Oh, look, you found your creepy local friends. Okay. What oh, are you doing oh. with that? What, oh, what? Um, I asked it, I asked uh, our buddy here. I'm going to call him, I don't know, Clem. And uh, I asked Clem to tell me where he came from. And he's pointing over there. But, oh, he's oh, he's getting tired. He's getting, okay, here, you can have it. Ah, I don't it. want it. I don't that, want it. No, no, no I'll take it. I'll take it. it. I mean, well, well, Caleb, let's wait. Um, you didn't what? officially call dibs. Oh, so oh. Div, if Donna wants it, I, no, I she doesn't want it. <laughs> want it? If you got you sure, if that Snapple I mean, bottle's out of the van, did did it still have juice in it? <laughs> You know, the good news is the magic completely sanitizes it. It's perfectly fine, Phil. Yeah, okay uh, there, buddy. So did you want it? Anymore. No, I don't want Snapple. Thank you, though. Um, and Donna's going to go move but no, the no, no, no. Did you it's want strawberry. the finger? No, fingers are all yours. Okay. I enjoy some finger food. That so is Donna's a gonna go way to say that. Sorry. Move the bodies <laughs> off the road so that we can get back on the road again. Oh, we should check to see if they got IDs on them. I know the other ones mm. had already lost their wallets, which whole nightmare with the DMV. But sure. let's see if they've got it. I've got to point out that this is uh, very much against uh, what we've seen and heard about so far. Is uh, This is a group of people. And uh, most of the missing persons cases and uh, people that were taken and killed before were singular. You ever heard of that guy, Fibonacci? Hey, Phil. Speaking of IDs, I got your old ID and you're all dressed up like the cure. That was a very long time. I went through a phase. There was a girl I met in college just saying, don't change yourself for anyone, buddy. Be the real you, and you will find someone that loves you for you. Dude, you were cool. <laughs> I think I'm plenty cool right now. You should see the reward points I get for AAA. Now that is cool, my buddy. Yes, brother, you are You are the epitome of cool. That's Look at this yep, polo. These new bounds? Yep. So I Anton, are you fly. are you saying Anton that you don't think these are the three that disappeared? You think this is another three? 
Well, they might be the three that disappeared. I'm just pointing out that it is a, an aberration uh, in the the current uh, loci of uh, of folks that uh, have gone missing and uh, were killed. Uh, I'm I'm almost wondering if this is perhaps a setup. It's a trap. Uh, I would like to clarify something for Melissa because I, I think you're you've got yourself a little confused. The the initial three were bodies that were found. That's how they knew they were exsanguinated. So uh, these are definitely okay. not those three that you heard on the radio okay. because those were actually found. Uh, but, yeah, but, but Anton's you. right. Like this is like odd. Like this is a group, whereas normally it had been singular. And they were left in the middle of the road. All right. I mean, I suppose we don't know where they left the other ones. The waitress didn't say. The radio didn't say. Okay, so I heard somebody was going to get ID. Easily done. No issues there. You've got one ID is a Deputy Harry R. Truman. Uh, you can actually see there is a Mountain Willow Deputy badge. Uh, you can see that there is another one of the, like the other guy on here uh, is a Bobby Smith. And then you can see there's a third person uh, who appears to be a appears to be a woman uh, by the name of Sherilyn Amick. And they all seem to be, when you look at their IDs, all of them seem to be from, uh, have addresses in their town is Mountain Willow. I'm just going to say here, I did not know that former President Truman <laughs> retired to being a law officer. I think we need to get the Secret Service involved. I don't think that, did you, do you remember, do you not remember Mrs. Jones in history? Do you, that's not, look at the picture, dude. Do you remember? That was, it we was all joke. know I that know. Truman was taken to the dark side of the moon to arrange a peace treaty between us and the Greys. <sighs> or maybe uh, I don't care the local what deputy. happens, Donna. Caught wind of something weird, gathered a posse together, and they got murdered over it. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go to the, what's the name of the town? Well, Mountain Willow. Now, no, we could go, go to the name of the town, but Corbin over there, didn't you say you done saw some lights? Yeah. And my guess is that's probably where this little murdered posse came from. So we could be like the dead posse revengers and go in there and just burn the whole town down. I'm absolutely agree. Like that Dr. Holmes said in the second Hobbit book, follow the lights. Let's go. Follow the lights. Okay. Are you guys going to go with the IDs? <laughs> Whoever took them, what are you, what are you doing with the IDs? Are you keeping them? I have them. I have no desire to keep them. So if you want them, they are gladly all yours. Oh, no, no. I'm just going to ask you to wipe them off if you were going to put them back on the bodies. That's a mm. good idea. That's a good idea. In case someone else finds these, they can identify them. Uh, and we don't want to leave, you know, we just had a diner, probably, you know, syrup sticky. You don't want to attract ants. So, yeah, I'll wipe them down <laughs> and leave each ID with the body. Yeah. Okay. That's how you get ants. So, how you get ants? You get your stuff 
you get your whatever you get back in your cars are you are you walking in the direction of the lights are you driving in the direction of the lights are you following the road like what what's what's the plan there i would vote for driving just because these are new shoes driving okay i don't want to get them that dirty or maybe you could think about the fact that they're going to see if we see their lights they're going to see our lights maybe we should just like man up and walk on our feet and go up there with a little bit of stealth I would prefer Except not to leave my vehicle right next to the bodies. Can be... yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I yeah. get that, like, but drive first, then walk. Yeah. Uh, compromise. I like that idea. Compromise Sweet. is always the secret to success. We're yeah, on man. like CBs. We're like in the truck in the van, and we've got like CBs back and forth. <laughs> That's right. Breaker this one nine. This is Seven Eleven in a cornfield. Do you come in? <laughs> All right, so you get back in your stupid vehicles and you drive a little <laughs> bit and then you get out before you get to the lights so that you can walk the rest of the distance. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Caleb door, locks the door behind him. The door is locked. You hop out <laughs> of the cars and you start walking in the direction of these lights. You're much closer now. And Corbin, you are certain this does seem to be a small town. But it is still it is it is somewhat dark. You won't you see like there's the lights that you're looking at are like you, you can see a small road uh, kind of leads downtown and you can see there's a handful of fairly modest looking uh, buildings from a distance that are barely illuminated by like a handful of, of these orange street lamps here and there. You see, I would say there's there's no there's no one coming or going up this road. There is a nice little welcome to Mountain Willow sign. And it's got like population 341, but you don't actually see anyone coming or going. And we'll, we'll put you at maybe like a quarter mile outside of this, like this sort of downtown area. Everything's still very dark. Uh, and I will turn it over to you all so you can tell me what do you want to do? Uh, Donna would like to roll a read a bad situation. Uh, how are you? Okay. So you're just sort of, do you have like binoculars or something? What is it you're doing? Like describe what you're doing for, for, yes. So she definitely, uh, goes into the bed of the truck and definitely pulls out some, uh, binoculars. Okay. Yeah. Then go ahead. And as you pop these binoculars in, give us a, give us a read a bad situation. Roll a sharp. Uh, that is a nine. So it's a hold one. Um, so the question on, so the choices for the hold would be, I think, uh, what's the best way in, uh, straight down the road, uh, that says welcome to mountain willow and seems (laughs) to lead to a main street that goes between what looks like a very small and modest looking, uh, downtown area. That is certainly the easiest way in. It's not a competent. I'm going to give you another question because that is like, an, it was an obvious answer. So if there's another question you want to ask. Uh, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Uh, I'll say as you, um, as you, there, there do seem to be, because as you're, you've got the, got your, 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 your binoculars out, you're looking, you're scanning around and you notice that every one of these buildings seems to be fairly dark, uh, like you don't see lights on inside of them. Um, from what you can see, some of them have windows boarded up, uh, and you don't see any movement, any like there's no one moving around on the street. It's, it's very late at night, 
but at the same time, you don't really see anyone moving around in the street. Um, you also notice that there is a uh, like a a large heavy duty pickup truck uh, that's turned over about halfway between yourselves and where the where the downtown area is, as if it was kind of coming in your direction, but it's turned over on its side. Uh, and you can see that on the ground here and there, as you're looking through the binoculars, there are other bodies on the ground. All right. Got an overturned vehicle and more bodies, maybe like the ones that we found. Nobody else moving around? Maybe, but see what we can see. Donna's leading the way. Yeah. Okay. So you start moving in. Are you just going down down into the uh into the, the road down, the main street? Yeah. Okay. You Anton's got his thirty eight revolver like in his pocket, just ready. Okay. <laughs> I've you got guys... the bottle of Snapple, curiously sipping <laughs> at it. And it's and it's been pointing here and there. And like you can see, it's it's like everywhere that you've been walking, the way that Don is leading you, it's pointing. You see it's pointing to the far side of the main street area. Like you can see as you're as you're triangulating a little bit, you can see that there is a a building it seems to be pointing at. And it looks from a distance like an old timey movie theater. It's not lit up like there's a marquee, but the marquee isn't lit. There's like a vertical scroll that seems to have some, some a word printed on it. and I'll say Donna you, if you pop open the binoculars it says the monumental like kind of in a in a vertical way and then there's like the horizontal scrawl uh, and it looks to be that that's where the finger is pointing from you see there's some small no-name diner it looks like there's a sheriff's uh, or I would say like a like a chief of police like a local law enforcement office uh, your kind of usual things that you would expect to see on Main Street uh, you pass by the truck off to the side it it seems to have like spun out and flipped over um and then you kind of get right up into the middle of main street and there is again no one there there are bodies in the street once more i'll say that you guys can probably get to them pretty easily and see that once again they are utterly exsanguinated oh such a waste is there anything above us Well, Corbin, you look up and you can see on the edge of the rooftop of, we'll say, some sort of small diner, you can see there's these two large glowing eyes that are reflecting some of the light from below. And this shadowy shape starts to move and then it leaps off of the rooftop as if it's about to just pounce on top of all of you. Oh, God, why do I ask questions? <laughs> because it's fun. Uh so this is going to I'm gonna go ahead and basically cash in my uh my complication someone gave you. Uh so yeah, I am going to I am going to do something. So this thing's gonna That's hop right. down. I'm gonna it's just a tradition for me to try to bite Jeremy's ass off in the first session of a game. <laughs> and so I feel like we should do this again. Okay, that's fair. I okay. respect it. So I'm gonna Okay. All right. 
So why don't you... I'm trying to think how I want to handle this. Why don't... Yeah, I think this thing is just going to leap down on you pretty simply. Uh, and it's going to pounce on you. And as this thing lands on you and, and just basically sends you pinned to the ground, you feel yourself rattle against the ground a bit. The rest <laughs> of you look and you see that there is a large, scaly-looking creature that has to be the size of an extremely large mastiff, uh, like a very, very big, big, big dog. Except it's not a dog. It's scaly. Uh, you can see that it has this shimmering, like, lizard-like um, outer carapace to it. You can see that there are these quills or spikes that kind of are right along the ridge line here and there. It's got these big, very pronounced-looking eyes. Its mouth opens up, and there's these huge fangs, and it's dripping this saliva down onto uh, onto to Corbin uh, as you all kind of go scattering uh, from the impact of the bounce. So I will turn to you guys and give you a second as now I've put Corbin in a little bit of trouble. He's pinned, uh, and uh, I turn it over to you guys. What are you guys doing? Uh, Caleb is going to go protect his big brother. Uh, he's going to say, oh, fuck no. And okay. he's going to charge directly at this thing. All he right. So you like, oh. are you trying to tackle it off or is that what you're looking to do? No, no. If he wants to bite something, I'll bite him. Okay. Uh, so it That's sounds like you're rolling kick some ass. So go ahead and roll some <laughs> yeah. kick some ass. Okay. So that's plus tough. Eight. Uh, sure. Well, eight, eight is a success or actually wait, uh, kick some ass on a seven plus is a partial success. You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. That usually means you inflict harm rating of your weapons. So I think it's three cause you're using your, your monstrous claws and your yeah. enemy inflicts their attacks harm rating on you. What a coincidence. I also inflict three back on you. Well, I have three harm intimate plus one harm. Okay, so three harm, intimate, plus one harm. Yeah. Probably has like a gift or something that gives them an extra. Okay. Uh, it does have an armor, uh, so you guys both end up actually taking three anyway. Uh, Yay! So as you lunge out, you start biting in, and you realize your teeth aren't really as easily sinking <laughs> through the scales as you thought nah. it was. <laughs> and it turns its head around and it snaps and it doesn't fully sink its fangs all the way into you, but it does bite you. And then this horrible claw as it lifts its leg up, giving Corbin time to roll out if you want. And then that mm -hmm. rakes Caleb right down the chest. So go ahead and mark three harm, Caleb. Got it. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? Well, um, I'm going to wait for a clear shot. So not while... <laughs> Be no wise entangled. Sure. Uh, okay. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna look towards Donna. Okay. <laughs> Delta formation. Absolutely. I don't know what that means, but absolutely. I, I, I don't either. Uh, I never know. It's just an means. excuse for me to use my power of the hearts. So I can help someone and I automatically get a 10 when fighting a monster. So okay. whatever Donna's going to do for Delta formation, I'm giving a hand. Okay. That's awesome. 
That's great. So, <laughs> so it cool. gives you an automatic 10, would give you a plus one to your roll, then Donna is what's going to happen here. So Donna, describe what you're doing, and then we'll see what you roll. What is Delta Formation? I'm, I'm definitely curious. <laughs> so I... Is Phil the kind of person that might have a laser pointer? I mean... Yes. Okay, so I imagine Delta Formation is sort of like... Phil has like picked out the soft spot that Donna should aim for. And so okay. Donna is going to go running up with her big knife at the spot that Phil has sighted. I love it. Okay. Uh, right there. Just see tender bits. Right, right there. Oh, it's good for the tender bits. I was like, <laughs> the ass? But that works too. And it's just shining on the, uh, the ass end of this creature. All right, so, so then th that'll be a plus three then, because um, I've got the additional from bro, and I missed. Okay. How mm. did I miss with a plus three? Hold on, I don't think it took my plus three. So you rolled a four. It's a seven. Okay, so you didn't. It so been... you didn't miss. Okay, so it's a partial success. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened to Caleb, and that is you and whatever it is that you're uh, that you're fighting inflict harm on each other. So they basically. As Caleb is wrestling around with its front, you try to charge it in the back. You try to use the the little light that Phil's laser pointer is giving you to stab right into its 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 ass, <laughs> basically. But you miss. You catch it in the leg. It still catches it. You hear it. You hear it kind of screech, and then it turns around, and with one of its la you know its, its claws, it just swipes across your face. You feel it kind of down your neck and onto your chin and then down to your, your shoulder. Uh, and you also will go ahead and take three points of harm. Uh, uh, so I will take two because I do have protective wear. That is a one armor. Okay. And how much arm, how much damage did you do to it? One. Okay. Which unfortunately it seems as though the tip of that blade did not puncture its outer exterior scales. Oh, damn. Its weakness was not its anus, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so, so. Donna's going to look back to Anton and say, nice not working, got to shoot it. Okay. So, Anton. Yeah. Uh, they're calling clear, out I'll at you. Uh, it's definitely not clear, but you should still go ahead and do it. <laughs> do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you start firing away. Yeah, it still kicks some ass. It still yeah, kicks some it. ass. Well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. Oh, that's yes! a great roll. There you that's go. That's a great roll. All right. That's a 10. Awesome. Uh, on a 10, I will you do... get to one extra effect. Uh, inflict terrible harm. Another point of harm. Okay, so you're going to nice. do... Four three, points of damage. 38 revolver. It All does right, so. two harm, so three so harm. Three, three harm. Okay. All right. You start firing away. You can see you, you like, you're like waiting for Caleb to duck, and then he ducks, and you fire, and you catch it, and then Donna has to kind of swirl out of the way. You fire again. You see like the bull, a couple bullets kind of clink off the ground, nearly hitting Corbin as he's rolling away, but you do get a couple shots in. Definitely that scale seems to be helping it a bit. Uh, as not all of the all of the shots go through, but you have certainly done some damage to this thing. Um, it's at that point that as he's you're standing there, 
firing away. I'll say, Corbin, you're the one who notices this as you uh, as you roll out of the way and you look up, you see the gunshots firing. You see Donna and Caleb wrestling with this thing. You see Anton firing away that you see a shadow lurking behind Anton in these glowing eyes. It looks like an identical creature as it lunges out at Anton as a second one of these creatures has now joined into the fight. Uh, Corbin, you haven't done anything yet, so I why haven't. don't you tell us what you want to do? So before it has a chance to jump on Antony, sure. Uh, I'll kind of like he has like those really lame, like long pinky nails. Mm-hmm. He'll kind of cross his arms and cut across his forearms to get just a little bit of blood. Mashes uh, tattoos together, and the snake tattoos will actually light up for a second. He'll draw out like this strand of fire and just yell, Mendicata Ignum, bitch! <laughs> Toss out <laughs> a flame of fire at this thing coming up behind Antonia. And I'll choose the option to do three damage, ignoring armor on it. Okay. Uh, the, so, okay, good. Because it does have, it does in fact have armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll click my roll. Give us that magic. roll. It's, use magic for you. Oh, that's a great roll. That's a 13. <laughs> 13. Wow. You get some extra stuff with that's that. That's crazy. Oh, let me look what the effects were. Sorry. Uh, the keeper will offer you some added benefit. Um, and how much how much damage would you what you were going to do? Like what? It would normally do three ignoring armor. Okay, I'm gonna so say he's just trying to go flamethrower on it. I'm gonna say it's gonna catch fire, and it's just gonna continue to tick. Like every time. Every time it, it moves or does something, it's going to continue to tick and burn. So it's not just you burnt it once. It's literally on fire, and there's a dot <laughs> that's ticking and ticking and ticking on it. Okay. Uh, you said three, right? And it ignored yes. armor. Okay. Thank you. All right. As this thing is now on fire, Anton, you see a like a streak of fire come right past your face, like singeing your, your tweed suit for a moment. And then behind you, the shadow of the overhang where this some antique shop was, where this thing was crawling out of its window, is now bright and red and orange and yellow as there is now an on fire lizard dog thing. Uh that uh that is trying to kill you it its mouth is open screaming in pain and anton i'll say you're right next to it as you look back you can see it's got these three very pronounced fangs and it's in this kind of triangular formation inside of its mouth two kind of where you would normally expect it and one is kind of a little bit deeper back in the roof of its mouth and you have these two things in the street with you guys what are you all doing well this one here, it done hurt Donna. It did. It's true. Uh, Donna's tough enough to take care of herself, but it, she needs my help. I'm going to go wrestle that thing over. That way she can get it soft underbelly. <laughs> so okay. I run over, fly and leap, and just try and grab onto this thing's back and roll with it. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're going to try to hop onto its back and you're going to try to roll with it. Uh, go ahead and roll your, uh, roll your kick, it, kick some ass. Yeah. Uh, I am going to say this though, Phil, as I've already established, these things have quills and spines on its back that you're probably, if successful, it it's going to do some damage back to you uh, in addition Listen. to what it normally would. 
like, it, like these are Levi's. Be, yeah. Okay. They they're supposed to be tough. So okay. We'll right. see what we can do. These are Levi's. Oh. Uh, it's just a success. Oh, it's a 10 plus. A 10 is okay. still great. So you still yeah. get, I'll, I'll say this. Um, you can take, you suffer less harm to manage to dodge out of the way of those okay. spines that I was just talking about. If we want I think to that's that. a great idea. Okay, awesome. And so you manage to maybe use one and swing and hold on to it. Just, and then you just, <gasps> yeah. okay. Uh, this is how you handle catfish. You get the barb. What kind of harm do you do this thing? And what does it look like? I, I really don't know if I'm trying to inflict actual damage. to. I just want to try and put it in a vulnerable situation, like really like grab it, okay. flip it up. Cause you know, just like an alligator, these things got a soft underbelly. Well, that's I exactly imagine what happens as you pull back on the quills and it rears back. You're almost about to fall. Like you're riding a bull and you're going to get kicked. But Donna, you see that this scaly texture that is off on its sides, on its legs, on its back, there's definitely not that kind of coverage on its on its underbelly. Phil's instincts were a hundred percent right on this. There does appear does appear to be a bit of a weakness down there. So we'll say take so Donna, if you want to act on on that, uh, you can take a we'll take a plus one from kind of Phil's Phil's like a, a action here to help rear it back to give you a hand. All right, I got so it. she's gonna. Uh, all right. Uh, so she's going to, she, you know, kind of the, the knife didn't really stick the first time. And so she's going to, you know, kind of uh, Get its belly button. back and uh, aim. And this will be plus one to this. So okay. it'll be a 10. Donna, why don't you describe how you kill this thing as you're going to do that? Even with I mean, the big bro said belly button. So I'm not sure if there is a belly button. But something that looks belly, you know, biggest part of the belly-ish. Uh, it definitely knife is looks. Straight in. It, it, there's definitely ridges and things like that. You're able to stab into one of them, twist, and just cut down, and you just see organs and blood just pour out onto the ground. It screams out in pain, and as it does, it kind of has this like this sort of like this echo kind of happening. <laughs> Like it's like a raptor from Jurassic Park. And then the one that's on fire near Anton also seems to kind of respond, screeching out. And uh, holy that poop. I didn't realize these things were geese. It's a whole different ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> and that one starts to run away. Still on fire, though. Uh, what are you all doing? One's down. One's running away. Gonna shoot the one running away. Absolutely. Go, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Ooh. You fire Ooh, away. You fire, fire, fire. You see like the glass on some of these storefronts like just crack and shatter as your bullets miss it and kind of hit this thing. You watch then as it as it's got these kind of weird, almost like kangaroo like the the banger, the the the, the angle of the last legs. Their, their back legs as they kind of compress and then they leap up this like almost pure vertical leap like a 15 foot vertical leap and they hop onto the rooftop uh, of the building that you just shot still on fire mind you uh, you, <laughs> you can barely see it still but if anyone has anything they think they could do before it runs out of sight you certainly could do so I've got a fun idea it seems like they're potentially yeah. communicating Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm at this point, I'm just experimenting with what I can do with magic because I'm stupid. Okay. 
But another thing I could try and do is learn how to communicate with something that I don't share a language with. Okay. So as it's it's like I'm kind of laughing at it as it's burning in pain. It sounds like it's calling out. I'm gonna take out the tape recorder, <laughs> try and click it to record it, and then play it backwards again. But this time it's like this weird thing where it's almost like he he's trying to like suck the noise out of the tape recorder into himself as then magically imbue himself with that. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. Again, I'm sure that I'll have a terrible potential flaw if it goes wrong. Go ahead and roll it. Go ahead and roll it. <laughs> I'm just imagining you like playing the tape player like into oh, your God. <laughs> You totally so missed. So you get to choose something terrible to do to me. Okay, so you lose control of magic. Um, all right. So do I just choose... I get, I get to choose, so I get to just choose the glitch. Is that all? Is that all it says? I think oh, so. Yeah, because I I didn't like roll double ones or anything. Okay. Yeah, um, you 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 can do a problematic side effect. You can draw immediate unwelcome attention. So or... as you as you suck in the sounds, you do feel the your throat get hot and parchy, and then. As you start to communicate, you just, the rest of you around as Corbin's trying to talk, you just hear, <laughs> and for a little while, we're going to say, that's how Corbin talks. <laughs> yes. And much like your brother, you have a uh, an unquenchable thirst for blood. <gasps> the no. only thing that could, that could quench the burning in your throat. <laughs> I'll sit the snapples that had a finger in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not snapple, it's like tea. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> All right. But I'll sip that to like vaguely. It's so get... salty. <laughs> At this point, we'll say that both of these creatures have been defeated, one being chased away still on fire. So it, it probably isn't going to get too far, you don't think. Uh, the other one is laying on the ground near you, uh, butchered by Donna's weapon, Good blood and viscera on the ground. Absolutely. Pictures take photographs. Look. I got my yeah Polaroid. Yeah. Uh, so, does anyone else want to do anything? Because th there is something I'm I'm thinking of doing, but I wanted to give you all an immediate kind of reaction to what just happened first. Uh, the only two things I can think of: one is useful and one is not. Uh, first one is checking the mouth, confirming. Yeah. Three teeth. Yeah, I don't the know second for this. One, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the non-useful thing is trying to, like, eyeball this thing, like, you know, the old Astro Van put a monster skin rug traveling in style. Wouldn't be so great to sleep on, so if anyone needs to crash, we may have to roll it up, but it's worth a thought. Ooh. One useful, I do one non-useful. I do want to take one scale off of this thing. Oh, yeah. Easily. Ruin easily. The pelt. Absolutely. Take a scale. No problem. Hey, you all right, bro? Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, God. He's a goose. <laughs> what do I need to do to check to see if I have any bread on me? Did you have bread on you? Done. Phil, I you always throw, carry bread. I throw a heel of bread right at Corbin's face. Like, ah, stay back, vile cobra bird. 
I'm just playing. I know you're not a Cobra bird, but it's still funny. <laughs> Have another slice. And I toss him another slice of bread. Donna's going to take out the binoculars that she had out earlier. And so she wants to look around and see, like, what has this tussle done? Because we didn't really see movement before. So as you are moving the binoculars around, the, a gun was was fired. Uh, you see movement from that large building, that uh, that movie theater, the monumental down the street. You see what appears to be two people stepping out. Uh, they both have what look like, you know, hunting rifles like in their hands, and they're kind of pointing that direction. And then one of them is kind of kind of shouting, and is like, "Here, this way, this way," and kind of waving at you all before the rest of them come. Before the rest. and then right as she says it a second time, you guys hear echoing all around. From this way, from that way, from this way, from that way. There's like dozens and dozens of calls and responses that are getting louder and louder and closer to the to Main Street. I don't think we could take dozens. Uh, listen, as uh, a great musical performance once said, uh, St. Louis, beat your feet. Let's run. Running. Or, or we can find out. I'm betting these are egg layers. We can find out where they're laying their eggs. Oh, they have burn tails. building down. No, they can I scales. eat them? Oh. And that Wait, is exactly you... what you hear as you guys look back the way you came, and you can see there's four of these creatures that are slowly emerging and and kind of walking up onto the street. You hear, or, or, and you see a couple more, like on the roofs, are starting to close, and you guys are literally being surrounded by these things. Let's go. Talk what to are people. they saying? Inside. Yeah, let's in, run. In the car. In the car. Let's run. Well, away. We left the cars well, no, back the there. Cars back the way. Yeah, the cars are way back. There's in the theater. In the theater. Okay. New balance or New Balance don't fail me now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want everyone. To roll act under pressure because you waited act under pressure to try to get to this place without possibly getting tripped up along the way double sixes i think i'll take an audience point <laughs> fair enough i should have done that i nope missed. still a six mm. okay Oops. i got a partial all right anybody who so did anybody straight up fail uh, yes. Several people did. Okay. Donna. Anybody who straight up fail, you don't mm -hmm. get pinned or anything like that. But these things start kind of doing this uh, this kind of guerrilla tactics as they as they run past and slash and cut. There's a couple shots that are going off from down the street as they're trying to cover you. Yes, Phil. Something about Amy. I said guerrilla tactics. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. No, I did get a thirteen. Okay. On my roll, the New Balances—they made a difference. Okay. Any chance I could use my excess success to help Donna? To help one person, yeah. Whoever you yes. can help one person. Okay. Please help Donna. Donna. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, Caleb, you get slashed on one of these. Uh, one of these these little ventures across and you're going to take two points of harm. It's okay. I can't feel it as you're running and you don't, yeah. Okay. You don't actually feel it. You feel, pressure, I still get damaged. Yeah. And you kind of stumble a bit, but then a rifle shot goes off. 
someone comes, someone's kind of running out and you see this woman kind of reaches down, holds out a hand and kind of helps you up as every, all of your other friends are running. Dude, as well. run, just run. And you all make it into this theater, uh, with only Caleb having taken another, uh, another bit of damage, another bit of harm. You, the minute you, you get swept up, you can see that there's a handful of folks that are, um, that are already like putting up like barricades and things like that on the doors. Uh, and then they're sort of like, they're like directing you even further. Cause it's, you know, it's the classic like entry area of a movie theater. And you can see like, there's a, there's like a snack counter and all that kind of stuff, but they're kind of sending you into the actual theater and they're barring the doors again. So like, there's this, there's this whole area and there's a, looking around as you come in here there's probably about 60 70 people in here kind of scattered about in these little tiny little tiny groups like they're in some kind of emergency shelter snacks you say not those kind oh, like okay. popcorn and well i mean dried hot dogs there probably could be some dried hot dogs yeah are they in the dangerous you. area or are they in the safe area uh, I mean, like you're inside a theater, uh, so you could certainly make a run for him if you like. I mean, if you're going to go out there, I'm just saying get some popcorn, put some cinnamon on it. It's very good. Well, um, if it's yeah. in a somewhat dangerous area, I think this would be a good time to um, act under pressure. Right? To do under what are you trying pressure. to do? To avoid the food because it's hunger. It's not just human oh, okay. flesh. It's so it's, that so basically, like they're ushering you in to the next to like into the like the big uh, the big theater, and you see as you're passing by like these several day old rotisserie of oh man, that's of hot dogs that are just kind of sitting there staring at you. They no one else is <laughs> like they look terrible, but you see them. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they look like fingers that have been floating in a Snapple bottle. <laughs> Caleb, you break into the freaking hot dog spinner. Oh okay. no, partial success. Sorry, partial success. Right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, okay, so with that, you're able. You like reach out. You grab like one, but you but you manage to just hold off your your urges just enough as the woman who helps you up kind of turns and looks at just the wrong time, and she sees maybe you have something in your hand, gives you a quizzical look, but doesn't really make too much of it. And you you, you want one? <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. You have food inside. Yeah, <laughs> as you guys are led into this big old uh, movie theater, right? You see a bunch of people around, like I said, much like an emergency shelter of some kind. Um, as you're hustled in, the two people that kind of helped you, one of them will turn around and she's got like a camo hat on, it looks like. Uh, and then it has right in the center, it looks like a gray, like with the big old eyes, uh, kind of right in the center. And she turns to look at you all and she says, did they make it? you all the help? We sent for help. Did they made it, huh? Did, did Harry make it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which um, one's Harry? He's dead. No, the, remember the... No. Oh, we, Harry no. Truman. Yeah, no. yeah, Harry Truman. You met him? He's okay? He, no. he got worried. No. We did no. meet him. We did. He is not okay. No. But very not okay. What? Uh, and, uh, unfortunately, it was Harry and, mm, and Bobby mm, mm. and... Sherilyn, we found their bodies. 
And so you see she kind of looks over at another one of these, uh, another the, the other woman who was helping you. Uh, when you look over at her, she's probably in her 60s or so. She's got like a tie-dye shirt on. She's got all sorts of these colorful beads kind of all over the place. And you can see she, she just kind of like reaches into her into her bag and she just puts a she just 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 puts a freaking just a, a roach right in her mouth lights up and oh there willie nelson that's just too bad i sure did like bobby oh rest in peace and the great beyond and all that kind of stuff as she kind of looks around and then the first woman well if y'all didn't if you're all not the help we sent for then who the hell are you people Monster Hunters. Glad to meet you. And they kind of look at it. Monster Hunters? There's That's a thing? Well, there are monsters. Yeah. Oh, they ain't monsters. Those are aliens. Mm, Those are what? Mm, What's man. the difference? Qualifies yeah. monsters? Well, I mean, I suppose if you look at it from that kind of perspective, but the way we they they came here on the they want they clearly want something and but sure okay monsters that's that's fine i mean they are pretty monstrous so i, I suppose that's that's not an unfair okay yeah so you're here hunting monsters these monsters well specifically a scientist by the name of dr uh I don't, there's a lot of consonants. We call him Doctor C. Doctor C. Uh, no, I'm, town doctor we got here is uh, Doctor Ashbrook. Uh, How long a, has he been a, your doctor? Oh, he he's a he's near an eighty, so he's been here basically my whole life, I think. And she's like, you could tell she's in her like late forties or something like that. It's like I, I remember. Works, huh? What's that? Part of the woodworks, huh? Sure, yeah. Are you eat, really going to eat that hot dog? Oh, it's already gone. Yeah. Okay. Well. Have you, uh, so you know that show, Ripley's Believe It or Not, and like they got those like, like sword swallowers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I know that. You know, like, like that, just with anything oh i remember that I'm one episode boy. where the guy like threw like some like pool balls and like wished them around in his stomach he's a magician i, I didn't see that episode so is, is there anyone up here that has like a big lab or anything lab well dr uh, ashbrook's guys he's got his medical practice and such and then we got the observatory uh that's it might be the on a scale of one to ten, well, that's gonna be well, there it. Ain't no, there ain't no Doctor C up there. There's Doctor Weed. Hey, Richard, you ever watch? Richard, come on over here. These fellows want to ask you about your observatory. You see this well, that... guy kind of kind of gets up, starts wandering in your direction. Doesn't look familiar. Man, he's probably right. Pegum, maybe in his late thirties or so. Kind of a younger looking dude. A um, little bit of a receding hairline. Looks a little bit worse for wear. But he's like, hi, 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 how y'all doing? My name's, uh, uh, my name's Rick, Richard. Uh, what do you want to know? 
Well, this shoots my idea in the foot. Anton, you got any ideas? Um, now that we've seen the creatures, seen mm -hmm. them in action, can sure. I try my occult confidential ability? I think this is, yeah, that definitely makes sense now, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, the first time in each mystery that you observe a monster, minion, or phenomenon, you may ask one question uh, from the investigate a mystery. That you don't have to do a roll, Anton. You just have to, like, look at the list oh, okay. yes, for yeah, investigate a mystery. Yeah. So any of those you just basically get for free. So uh, for the for the crowd, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can it what can hurt it? Where did it go? What okay. was it going to so do? We, what is it being concealed here? What is it? So I think we know most of the answers, except for maybe what's being concealed here. OK. Um, so. As way of answering that, um, doctor, uh, the doctor be like, well, it's not really my, my, my expertise. You see, I'm actually an astronomer, uh, but um, I have been observing the creatures and they do seem to be highly intelligent. Uh, that's why I think some of the, the folks around here consider them that they might be aliens and such. But here's the thing. I, I think it's quite possible they might be some sort of like hive mind or something like that or maybe there might be some kind of like queen that is kind of telling them what to do or that sort of thing coordinating their actions and things like that because they seem to be kind of communicating here and there and they they're wow. their strategy and smarts and stuff like that so you know that that's my my working theory wait so you're wow. saying that these are alien visitors I definitely think they might be from the stars. Of course I do. Oh, yeah. then President Truman's uh, foray to the dark side of the moon must have failed. <laughs> well, I, I don't know anything about Harry Truman going to the dark side, but we did have a Harry Truman as a deputy here. He was a very nice and brave man. Him and a few of the others were going to go and try to get us help because... Uh, Dead now. Dead Oh. Yeah, I flip back my notebook pages. Dead and oh. dead. Yes, dead. Oh, well, that's a, yeah. that's a pit. Sorry, that's a bummer. Uh, any idea how we might be able to find the queen? If, if they're working on some kind of hive, uh, have you heard sounds? Maybe they're oh. communicating by, or they, smell anything? Scent? They, def they definitely do that, that, that kind of bark geese like sound you know uh -huh. like they're like, like that's it right there right there yeah, point saying. over to Corbin's really good at figuring stuff out so I think he can talk to them really I communicate uh -huh. with them well before we get there I'm not done with this Harry Truman thing okay he was what? a deputy he was a really nice man uh, but what he, uh, was he, he what was he doing from April 12th, 1945 to September 2nd, 1945? Well, I'm pretty sure he was in his 40s, but I'm not positive. So I imagine he was an infant at the time. Checks out. Okay. I'm pretty good at math. I watch a lot of Discovery Channel, so it's fine. I It all checks out. What's the Discovery Channel? Uh, 
That was out in the late 80s, Jeff. I have no idea. I have no Uh, idea. You can afford cable? Right. Right, exactly. It's what happens when you had a job like I used to. Hi, you're cool. Uh, So, throw another piece of bread. Like like a nest or something that these alien creature monsters tend to congregate or go back to at daytime or nighttime? That's a good question. Do you see them in the day? Oh, we do. We do. Uh, Yeah, they they don't. They they, they definitely, uh, they're sneaky. They are. They hide Uh, and they keep to the shadows, but they... They can come at you in the darkness, or excuse me, in the light as well. Y'all have a bathroom. And and the, the woman you've been talking well. to, uh, she's like, yeah, I can show this way. All right, let's hurry. And then she's like leading you back towards the where you came from to go into the bathrooms. And like Dr. Dr. Richard Weed turns back to you guys and he's just like, yeah, she's a good mayor as well. This town has a lot of you know, a lot of bad uh, publicity it has a, well, not I would publicity is probably not bad reputation for being a bunch of, of wackadoos with all sorts of far out theories and things like that. And well, I don't think that's true at all. Everyone here has been incredibly supportive of all the research that I've been doing up in the observatory. So, you know, I think how long you been people. here, Doc? Oh, I, I'm working on that. Uh, Finishing up my research and I'm gonna publish and everything. So I think I've been here for about three years, on and off. You know, I go home to oh. vi- visit my family and such as well. So you know the area? You'd be able to answer Donna's question. Well, I can answer some of it. Sure, I'll be I'll be glad to help. Yeah, absolutely. I totally forgot what the question was, though. I was about really a nest. concerned because that man There's ate somewhere a that they... two-week-old hot dog. Ah, uh, they'll be fine. A nest? The system fine. works quick. He'll get rid of it. Well, I don't necessarily know where a nest might be, but I can tell you with certainty that I'm pretty sure they came down from the mountains up on the ridge and stuff like that because, you know... No one really saw him anywhere else, and I guess that makes the most sense now, doesn't it? That would be where I would go to look. I'm okay so, with that idea. just quick meta question: We know we have an assumption of what Doctor Creepuzzle looks like yeah. to know that this. Okay, maybe I don't know. Do you? <laughs> Honestly, I was imagining we were going off a description of Granny's like that's a journal. I yeah, I'm mm. thinking we've never actually seen it. I think so too. Yeah. I think I think the the way I'm playing it is that the specific details surrounding Granny Muriel's death are, are are murky, but the base thing everyone knows and accepts as truth is that it was because of Doctor Crepiscal. How, what, how is that pronounced again? Dr. Crepuscular. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Dr. Yeah. All right. Icicle. I'm suspiciously watching the finger in the meanwhile. The finger? It initially okay. pointed towards here. So it just, did. It's At this point, I'd say it's probably spinning might be around. fizzling. Yeah. Well, it's, it could be just like you're here. Because she did say 
that uh, that the deputy there, Mr. Harry Harry R. Truman, uh, which is not the same as president, because I, I think isn't it President Harry S. Truman? Whatever. Anyhow, um, okay. he they he, never covered he, that. On he Discovery left to Channel. try to get them help. He, he left mm-hmm. to try to get them help. So. It's not crepuscular. That's not how it's pronounced, but that's how I <laughs> pronounce it a few times there, John. Yeah. Uh, so I think we should uh, take you up on your offer to go uh, see what you've been up to at the observatory and uh, see what we can see about them as we go. Well, wow. wow. we need to go into the observatory because there's very delicate equipment in there, and I did make sure to lock it up all nice and tight and good before I left, but I'd be glad to go up into the mountains with you a little bit and show you around. We can take Mayor Blackwell with us. She's a she's a regular rugged woman and she knows all oh, the whole place like the back of her hand. She's very good with that rifle. Can I try to manipulate someone? Uh sure. Tell me how you're trying to do that. Like what what do you say to manipulate them? I just don't see why, uh, if we're trying to observe where these things are coming from, I don't know anything better to do that from than an observatory. And it does seem that you're sort of withholding the best viewpoint for us to try to uh, see what we can do about this danger to your town here. Uh, that sounds good. Go ahead and roll your manipulate someone. It's a charm. Okay. I'm going to grab a plus one from the audience on this one. So it's going to be an eight, which is, so it's a normal person. Yeah, it's normal person, but only if you do something for them right now uh, to show that you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. Um, hmm. And you want to go into his observatory. Yeah, especially now that want. he didn't seem to uh, want us well, to. So what, if anything, to. like he, if he's not willing, then it okay. doesn't matter. I think, I do think he'll say, well, I just don't see the relevance of it. Uh, it took many years and a lot of grant applications. Have you ever applied for a grant, miss? Uh, in my former life, absolutely. Well, then you know how difficult it can be to get a proper funding for a scientific expedition endeavor up here in the in the great mountains of New Mexico. Well, I certainly hope that these uh, alien creature monsters don't uh, take it upon themselves to wreck that laboratory of yours, because then uh, where would all that grant funding go then? Well, if... If that's the case, I imagine my insurance will cover it. However, if it's a bunch of wahoos that I take up there voluntarily and they're the ones who facilitate its destruction, then I don't know if insurance would cover it, I'm afraid to say. Ah, big brother, he just calls us a wahoo. I don't appreciate that. I am not a wahoo. I (laughs) throw another slice of bread. Hey, we going to Hawaii <laughs> as I come back from the bathroom. <laughs> We're going oh, up wow. the mountain. We're going up the I, mountain. Can, can I leverage my move, trust me? Uh, walk and, if you trust me. Uh, you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger. It's a charm roll. Okay. Um, sure. Us theaters uh, are so charming, huh? Yeah, so, I'm trying to so, convince him. What truth but, are you telling what truth are you telling him, though? 
Uh, the truth I'm telling him is like, listen, like, it's not aliens. It's going to be like, there's this guy, Dr. C, a foul scientist who does like, you really like good scientists like you that are furthering scientific discovery. He does a lot of damage to them and he specializes in creepy, scary, spooky monsters and honestly, if you've got a very well-established observatory, like you've you've noted with all of your grants and everything like that, imagine what he could do. He chases everyone out with his spooky vampire dog lizards. Okay. He can then go raid your observatory for any scientific equipment that he may need. And right. uh, listen... We're trained in this. You should just give us the keys. We'll go up. We'll check it out. I promise you, I have been to college myself. <laughs> I was a business major. Not the same, but enough that I can respect the finances required and the long and tedious process that an insurance claim like that would be. We'll happily check it out, make sure he's not doing anything. Uh, and over there, Anton, he's got a camera. So if we see anything, we can take first-hand observations, notes. Okay. Get you the best possible scenario for reporting this to your insurance company. Go ahead Listen, I know Farmers is going to have... He's like filibustering until the end of the session. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> Listen... Oh, we're over time. I was going to tell you how many minutes we got left. Oh, no. Uh, eight. They do it, but you get to choose a consequence. They stall and dither a while? I feel well, like you already did that. I think I think that sounds that sounds like a very reasonable request, Mr. Uh, Mr. Whatever your Theodore. name was. Theodore. Uh, maybe you all should get a little something to drink and eat and get some rest and then we'll see maybe in the morning if we can recruit a proper posse and then we can head on up there in force and uh i think on that we'll go ahead and end as we do perhaps have a plan for next time around and i can tell you right off the bat i have already failed to keep this to a <laughs> single story per session i had an idea jeff Mm-hmm. Your standard TV mystery episode. It TV goes TV? for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Commercial break, another 15 minutes. Okay. One session is the first half of the episode. We go to commercial. Okay. And then we come back for the second session. Okay. To finish off the episode. I was thinking it's the pilot episode. So maybe it's like it's a pilot episode. Pilots <laughs> are always longer. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So Those that's are hours. going with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Yeah. It was the first time running it. So I, I don't know. I'm yeah. doing half step. All right. Uh, I, cause like for hours or whatever, I'm like, wait, I was going to attack with him. Oh, wait. No, I don't. I don't really attack because it's like a reaction thing. I only mm. do harm. I automatically do harm if you guys don't interrupt it, which you guys did. So like someone went, like Caleb went and tackled the thing off Corbin and, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and then Corbin shot the thing that was about to hit Anton. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that part. Anyhow. <laughs> That is it. First session in the books. Hey, the first hey, real hey, session hey. in the books. Yeah, we did it. You guys know what the monster is? <laughs> you guys know what the monster is? Uh, Chupacabra. 
Yeah, it's Chupacabra. I mean, that's, I mean, obviously oh. with some tweaks, but that's the, that's the yeah. basis for it. Um, but yeah, that's the basis for it. So I was talking about that with one of my nice. students the other day. So I'm like, I'm just gonna keep doing the Chupacabra stuff. <laughs> just keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so works out. Awesome. I said this in chat. I completely uh, forgot that Adam had rolled a zombie at the beginning. It was like scratching my head. And I was like, oh, right. he's a zombie. Well, that's Perfect. the important part. Uh, we <laughs> don't acknowledge. Donor. Exactly. Even though he never smokes pot. <laughs> uh, so the end of session experience questions. Oh. Uh, did well, they don't conclude? forget you were supposed to mark whenever you, when you miss. You never did miss a mark. Once. Uh, we, we, if you rolled in that, you should be able to track it the, So the other end of session questions were, did they, did you conclude the current mystery? No. Did you save someone from certain death or worse? No, no, I mean, they were already so. dead. Did we learn something new and important about the world? <laughs> I think so. Because chupacabras. Chupacabras. Alien chupacabras. And Harry S. Truman spent some time on the dark side <laughs> of the moon. He did. He did. And <laughs> did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Did we do that? Mm, I I, know. I learned that Corbin does his thing in the toilet. <laughs> that was something I did not That know. is not <laughs> what I was fair. expecting. Uh, <laughs> error all the time. I've been worrying about his fiber intake. And that's not what it is. And then, I learned I, I learned just through experimenting that um I'm totally brain dead until I have human food. And then gotcha. I and then I become active, but that's just kind of a thing. That I was coming up with. Gotcha. Yeah. The other thing, the other question from the Codex of Worlds for our uh, for our always on the road. You guys picked excitement. So at the end of each session, asked, did we take extremely dangerous risks? You guys think you took uh, extremely dangerous I risks? That's as extreme yeah. that I think of. I think we yeah. followed. If we I investigated less than a 10 on my fire spell, I would have set the town or at least a small portion <laughs> of it on fire. Yeah. So I know I did. Mm. I didn't care. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, we went into the safety of the building instead of yeah, like going yeah. and fighting yeah. all the mobs. We, I mean, we followed the interest risk would have been to turn and be like, all right, chupas. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's go. Yeah. Hold one of the, the, the carcass up and just hold the gun to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We thought that about. was going to be a slam dunk XP every session. Look at us. We got to step our game yeah. up next session. I've been getting I got messages three from everyone watching saying that. Oh yeah, I got three experience too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know All what to right. do with three experience, but I got them. That is it. I think let's go ahead and do some closing plugs and stuff like that. So, Chuck, what's going on with DOK this week, man? Uh, Defenders of Cobalt twitch.tv slash yeah whatever it is uh wednesday we got dungeon crawl classics night below um jeremy and bert are hanging out for that uh friday joe is making his own damn game called anvia um and he's running a test campaign so come watch us break joe's game every friday night uh and that's dok at large fantastic uh, Bert, what's going on with Steam Steel and Murder? Well, uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, we are running Werewolf 20th Anniversary Edition as opposed to Jeff's 5th <laughs> Edition version. Oh. Uh, this will be our third session and what's shaping up to be a very fun chronicle. 
Um, Friday, we've got some classic Dungeons and Dragons, BX, basic expert Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, this Saturday is Cyberpunk Red. And um, this Sunday, I think, uh, well, we're doing something not streamed and doing some play testing of the next uh, Weird Frontiers module. All right. Very, very cool. Uh, Jeremy, you got a Patreon you want to tell us about? Yeah, sure. Aaron Reese on Patreon. You've got comics, maps, tokens, fun stuff. Check it out. Very huh. nice. And Adam, God damn. And Adam, what about Grim and Perilous, man? Well, we've got an awful lot going on. Um, we're refocusing on our Patreon as well. And it's uh, patreon.com slash Grim and Perilous. Um, if you want to catch the uh, exclusive heart campaign that we're running right now, um, you can catch it on there. And then uh, if you want to catch our official second radiator campaign, um, we finished the first one. We're almost done with development completely. And so we started another one. So if you want to check that out, um, see what we've been making for the past few years, uh, you can sign up for, for the Patreon. Awesome, man. And uh, let's see. For us, we have a lot going on, too. My brain's going to burst. Tomorrow night, uh, we are premiering our... Well, actually, technically not the premiere, because that was last week. The new Marvel game, uh, Marvel Multiverse Role-Playing. Steven's running that. Uh, last week, we played uh, we played existing X-Men characters to sort of kind of get us started. And then tomorrow, we introduce our actual characters that we built, and we're going to be playing our Schools Out campaign. Uh, Thursday, as Bert has already alluded to, uh, I'm also running a werewolf game. We are doing the new uh, uh, version five. Uh, you can see myself and Melissa and Jeremy in that one, where I uh, I almost bit Jeremy's ass off again, which is very very fun. Uh, then Friday, uh, Aaron is running some Conan for us. It's going to be the finale for now of our Hyborian Tales uh, before we jump into a new game, which we'll talk about on Friday, I'm sure. Uh, and then Saturday, we've got One Ring, uh, and we are very, very near the end. I think it's probably going to be the the second to last episode, uh, and uh, so of our of our very lengthy campaign. And then next Monday, we've got some Fragged Empire, uh, as this Monster of the Week is going to alternate every Mondays with Fragged Empire, our our sci-fi game. Where you can see a lot of the same faces from this game and that one, and a few others as well. Uh, and that's what we got going on. Hopefully, there's something that we do that you enjoy. And if there isn't, well, damn it, your standards are too high uh, because that's a lot of games. <laughs> and I really think that your standards are too high. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, other than that, hopefully you uh, you follow the channel. Uh, you follow Chuck's channel. You follow, you follow Steam Still Murder and you follow Grim Perilous. And uh, you find us all on YouTube as well. Have a great night. We're going to go ahead and raid Lost Caravan RPG, our buddies over there. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>